0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen Show. You're hearing Mark Lukey. It's been a while since I've been on the show. We had the Super Bowl. I was out last week. I was a little sick, but I'm back and happy to be here. It's a beautiful day. I'm sitting here with my friend, Will. Gobo Will's decided to join us this evening, and I called him this morning, so I really appreciate him coming on right away. And I think Strew's on the line. Is is Strew on the line, too? (laughs) I am can you can, can you hear me all right Yeah we can hear you awesome so Stu is calling in also from Arizona we have three outdoorsmen ready for a hot and heavy show for you and uh, we're ready to go Stu how are you sir it's been I miss you dearly I just got to tell you that
1: You know it's it's been a, it's, it's going someplace and having fun is a lot of fun but you always miss home you really do this has been about 30 days for us Coming home next Thursday, and uh, my, I'm tired. Having fun is <laughs> a lot of work. Having fun's a lot of work.
0: I understand. I understand. So, are you golfed out yet, or you could you could you just golf nonstop for the next? No, couple I, well, months? I, I, I
1: love I love the game, and, I, and I'm just good enough to make me want to come back. Yep. Uh, but yes, yesterday or yeah, yesterday I shot an eighty-seven, which is pretty good. But I felt, you know, I'm feeling like I'm better than that. I'm hitting the ball pretty well. It's a lot of fun. I'm playing tomorrow. Today uh, I played uh, three games of pickleball, and then then in the afternoon played four games of racquetball. So uh, I'm hooking up with a lot of people here. It's a lot of fun.
0: That's good. That's good, man. Well, uh, lot's going on here. A couple of announcements. Um, have you checked out our apparel site yet?
1: I have yes. As a matter of fact, I'm going to order one of those fleece things for Diana for sure. Yeah, they look really really cool. Order
0: a bunch anyway. So we've been spammed with like apparel sites from China or whatever for like two years, and I got sick of it. We got our own apparel that's actually legitimate, real apparel. Um, Revolution Sports by the TCO Center in Venice Heights is made a whole page for us. There's sweatshirts. There's like lighter fishing shirts. There's T-shirts. There's hats. There's all sorts of stuff. They even have like the Bill Belichick hoodie sweatshirt with no sleeves. I think I'm gonna wear that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still gonna, gonna, gonna
2: get. I'm still gonna get tagged in those spam posts. Though, oh, right? those
0: are so annoying. Like <laughs> it was once a week for years, and I yeah. I report them as spam every time. It's always like, it's just a link in the comments. But anyway, we have a real legitimate one. It'll be on our website this week, and I'll send out a link on Facebook. And it's all reasonably priced. I said we're not taking any money. For it personally, I just said, you know what, we want it to be reasonably priced for people, so
1: please check yep. it out
0: when, when we have a link. Yep. You got a buddy
1: next to you tonight, huh?
0: I do. Will Goble decided uh, he was nice enough to join us. We're yep. going to talk to him a little bit about his adventures. Did you know he shot six deer this year?
1: <laughs> he shot How six. How many are the Wildwood Lions getting, man? Two? Be-
3: the Lions Club, is, uh, We're get- you're getting two and a half and a bear.
1: Oh
3: shit! Oh oh, oh shoot! <laughs> yep, yep, you got a you got a, you got a bear. I did not. I did not. But uh, it was donated from one of my dad's coworkers. He uh, sacrificed the front end of his Toyota Tundra for it. Um, <laughs> it, it was a giant bear. It was like five hundred pounds, and we, wow. we we were able to salvage salvage about half of it, and that got donated to the Lions Club, and. Um, I'm excited to see what they what they turn out this year.
1: And I'll tell you what, uh, we're talking about Will Goble there, and Will Goble is uh, a good friend of ours from Montemedi, hunts and fishes more than anybody I know, but he was talking about the Wildwood Lion Sportsman's Dinner, of which I'm a member. You know, Wildwood Lion and Montemedi for over 30 years, probably 35 years, something like that, but their annual Sportsman's Dinner is March 21st, I think, and Will Goble is as responsible as. As anybody for getting food for us so uh, um i love bear i can't wait to see if they if they have that much bear they've got a lot of options i'm looking forward to that now
0: now sure before you say how much you love it do you know that he processed it himself and and maybe he can go into what it's like processing a bear
3: it's terrible Ooh. i will say that it's terrible there is about five inches of fat on the back of that bear, it was so yeah. greasy, and I, I personally, I never cared to do it again. But it's going to be delicious because there was there was so much fat on that bear.
4: You
1: uh, you just described Karen Jacobson from college. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I've, uh, i we did, we did a lot of things, but I never processed her. So, uh, but how many cocktails uh, well, have you had I'm today, sir? I'm <laughs> so did hey, hey 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 Will Will did you did you keep any jerky or anything for yourself?
3: Oh, I kept a few pounds of burger for myself. Absolutely, yep.
1: Good for you. I tell you, bear great. I'm excited about it. Anybody speaking of this Wildwood Lions Sportsman's Dinner, Will's going to be there. Mark Luke is going to be there. I'm going to be there. A whole bunches are going to be there. Uh, if anyone's interested in going to the Wildwood Lions Sportsman's Dinner, let us know. It's March 21st in Lake Elmo uh it's tons of wild game and things to do and silent auction items and games and raffles and it's going to be a lot of fun so thanks to will for keeping us uh keeping us fed that night
3: hey and there'll be another trip donated by myself for Ooh. you know a river fishing trip in the silent auction yeah.
1: so boy do we get a free one or do i have to bid for that
3: no I, you guys yeah. get a free one for sure <laughs> that was hey, one of those
0: hey
1: speaking yep go ahead speaking of speaking of, speaking of fishing trips uh, Will, Will put me on to uh, something last, oh, a few months back, and I forget the name of the guy. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about him for a second here, Will. And I went down to uh, uh, south of Lacrosse Crosse, 15, 20 miles, a half an hour, whatever, and went fishing on an airboat with a guy named, what was his name? Bill Ortiz. Bill Reese Oh, there it is, Bill or, Ortiz, yeah. In, in Ferryville,
3: so, Ferryville, Wisconsin. Yeah,
1: and Will was all excited about it. He went last year, had such a great time. He's all set to go again this year. How'd your trip
3: go this year? Well, we were supposed to go yesterday, but uh, the ice (laughs) went out on Friday, so the uh, ice went out on the river. Yep, there's no more ice down there, so they were. uh, uh, She was a little worried because I was talking to her throughout the week, and she said they were having to use four by eight sheets of plywood to get off of the airboat because the airboat was actually breaking through the ice. uh, But there was enough ice for the clients to stand on. So uh, yeah. I, I wasn't real excited about necessarily going down in those conditions. So I'm kind of glad to have uh, have a credit for some spring fishing trip.
1: Yeah. So, so you're gonna go down there in the spring and fish open water.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna go down in the spring and fish open water walleyes with him.
0: Does he still do the airboat in open water?
3: No, he has a different boat. He's oh, okay. he's got a like a 20 foot Pro V. Oh. Yeah.
0: That might be a little more comfortable fishing out of than an airboat.
1: Yeah, a little quieter too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, good so, stuff. So, um, so, Will, how, yep, how, how was
1: your how was your winter season? Will, did you get any ice fishing in at all, and how did it go?
3: Very limited. I I got very limited ice fishing in, and uh, I uh, I got to thank my buddy Eric Peterson from Woods Edge Outdoors for you know getting getting me out. He, that was one of my best trips of the year up to Malax with him, and uh, but no, I I was not out as much as I would like to. I had recently moved, so that kind of uh, limited my access a little bit. Um, not as close to the lake as I used to be. He's
0: but. a swinging bachelor now. He's got his own place.
3: <laughs> yep, I'm up in Hugo now.
2: Oh, you are.
3: Yep. You left home. You left home. Yep. Yep. It's about time.
0: <laughs> he spread his wings and flew out of the nest.
3: My parents tell <laughs> me they they uh uh they miss my dog more than they miss me.
1: Yeah, that's that's not, uh, that's not unusual. Well, good for you, pal. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Mr. Luki. now we haven't, I haven't seen you like in three weeks or so. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting back on the show live next Sunday. For sure. But how was your week? You, you keep sending these hockey videos. What's yeah. going on with you and your family? We had a
0: great hockey tournament in Eveleth in Virginia, Minnesota. We stayed at Fortune Bay Casino, which is a beautiful place on Lake Vermilion. However, they do not like dealing with hockey families and crowds because uh, they were watching us like a hawk the whole time. They were making yeah. us dump out our uh, liquor out of our cans. They were uh, they were just following us around. They were not prepared for for a hockey team. I don't think. Oh, that's interesting. And we're yeah. being, we're and, being pretty good too, to be honest with you. Like we've had some wild shenanigans at hotels across Minnesota, and we're being yeah. very reserved. But they just. I don't know. It's not the place for a
1: hockey team to stay in a casino. And how about, was, was it a good place for you to stay in the casino? Because I know you like to play blackjack.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't play that. I played a new game. Well, I know how to play Texas Hold'em regular cards, but I've never played the table game Texas Hold'em. Yeah. And it's super yeah. fun, and I lost money a lot slower than I would lose <laughs> at blackjack. <laughs> so if, if I can, I'm never going to win. I've just conceded that. As long as I can reduce the rate of loss... Um, I had a great time. No, great families. I'll tell you, I've never been in the Hippodrome in Eveleth and it is a, like a hockey museum. We did go to the, the American hockey museum in Eveleth, which was really, really cool. Uh, no, I've seen that.
1: I've been there. Yeah.
0: And, uh, but the rink itself, the Hippodrome, just the pictures and the history and the trophies and, um, just the incredible stories. It was just a historic place for nick to play his last squirt game which it was just a perfect situation so i'm really happy with it it was a great trip it's really nice spending some time one-on-one with with just one of my boys because usually it's um you know it's it's a whole gang and um so it was a great trip i had a lot of fun stayed in a nice place and i'm happy for hockey to be over but nick has has baseball tryouts tonight so but that starts
1: I'm i'm gonna back i'm gonna back this up a little bit mark Mark Lukey, if, if, if you're first time listeners, you don't know much about Mark Lukey's background. He was with Ron Shira Productions for a number of years and Mark, and kind of like marketing and sales, those kind of things. You should contact Fortune Bay Casino for a new slogan for these guys <laughs> Fortune Bay <laughs> Casino, where you lose a lot slower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> that'd be
0: perfect. That'd be perfect. And you don't that. like hockey parents. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> My wife's like, Sounds like they should call it unfortunate bay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fortunate bay. Yeah. You've you have never golfed that golf course up there, have you?
0: I might have. I don't I don't know. I don't think so, I guess. I would probably remember it. I've done a Gorgeous. few northern Minnesota ones, but I don't know if I've done that one.
1: Gorgeous. Yep. Uh when your kids are when your kids are thirty, we'll go up on a golfing trip, right? When you got when you got time. Yep.
0: When I got time, yep. But hey, who, who uh, do the, we
1: have on the show? Who do, who do we have on the show tonight?
0: Yeah, we have a great show. We have Lindsay Hayes, a great friend of mine. Used to work together at Ron Share Productions. Now she's the host of Discover Wisconsin and also still the pro staff of Outdoor Bound TV. And uh, wow. I'm excited to catch up with her. It's been a few years since I've talked with her. A wonderful person, and she's got a lot going on. And then, um, then we have Rep Jim Nash. And Jim Nash is going to talk to us about all sorts of crazy bills out there that people are trying to push through in this legislative season. So maybe he can help us navigate. There's three or four outdoors gun-related bills out there, um, and we just got to know, are these actually going to happen? Is it going to change the way our, our way of life? Is, uh, is it going to affect youth sports? There's one that's going to force uh, shooting programs to use non-toxic um, shot, which would more yeah. than double their costs and pretty much put a lot of these smaller schools out of business. So... We're going to talk about that. Um, all sorts of different guns. I mean, there's a lot of bills out there. There's even ones to ban semi-auto rifles, which would make most gun owners criminals overnight. So there's a lot of crazy stuff out there. A lot of it in the wakes of the shooting in Burnsville. Uh, politicians tend to use that kind of stuff for their advantage. Yeah. So yeah. it's very unfortunate. So I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna look forward to talking to him about that and maybe some other things going on. As far as the legislature, also, Hometown Hero Outdoors has a bill right now out there that um, they need funding. So I'm going to talk to him about that and if he's going to support it or not. So all sorts of stuff. I, I do have some shout-outs here. Do you want me to get through that? And then we can finish off uh, talking a little bit more with Will.
1: Let me give one real quick shout-out first. You take care of yours. I just played racquetball with a guy named Ron from uh, Sun City here. I was dancing last night, and he says, Hey, how you doing, Steve? Who the hell are you? I don't know he played pickleball with me a couple of days ago, and he recognized me. So he and I—he and I—I I, I don't know—he's a racquetball player. So we got together and played some racquetball. And I said I'd—I I'd do a shout out to him, and I'll tell you what—he's a lot better than I am. A lot better than I am. And—and uh, and what's funny about it—he's got more chins in the Chinese phone book. He can't even run, but he beat the hell out of me. You know. And, uh, <laughs> Well, ball. He, uh, he just puts the he puts the ball wherever he wants to, and then he, then he laughs at you. But good guy. So Ron, Ron, thanks for playing racquetball with me. What do you got there? Uh, what, what do you got? There, I Mark? love
0: the the compliment and then the subtle dig. I love it at the same time. Um, we got all sorts of shout-outs. It's been a few weeks. At Twin Cities Walls Unlimited says had a great day. Stop by West Tonka Walleye Program fundraiser today. Met a lot of Lake Minnetonka fishing legends. We're looking forward to our March seventh meeting with Robert Carden- Cardenas fishing and drake Hurd talking about walleye tactics i know we've had drake Hurd on that sounds familiar uh, we steve, have yeah steve rennenberg says enjoying the warm weather and great travel conditions in the bwca i bet it's beautiful up in the bwca today um oh, yeah. brandon gatz says prepping for ice fishing trip with a close friend and a pastor from church to lake winnipeg in less than two weeks they should have plenty of ice up there also planning for 2024 Landcastle summer extravaganza in less than seven months. That's hard to believe. Uh, Craig Rudolph Jr. caught a pike 41 inches by 19 inches last weekend. It's a beauty, his pictures up there. And uh, Will's mom is giving a shout-out and says, hey, I know that guy. The picture is Will on his trip last year. That's our shout-out picture. So those are all the shout-outs tonight. And uh, we got a couple more minutes with Will. Will, so you are ice fishing guy and you haven't really gone this year and most people haven't, I've barely gone. How do you think that's going to affect spring, summer? Um, what, what's that going to do to fishing in the state? Positive, negative. What do you think?
1: I
3: personally think that the, you know, I've seen a lot less pressure on local lakes Yeah, and well, everywhere, Mm -hmm. um, I think that, you know, it's, it's going to help things, you know, um, a lot of those fish aren't getting taken out of the system mm-hmm. that right, normally would be. So, um, yeah, I, I think it'll it'll definitely be a good thing. I think we'll have an early spring, and everything's going to be prolonged. Yeah. Um, I think crappie fishing this spring is going to be awesome. I think, you know, walleye fishing on the river, yeah. um, taking advantage of those early seasons where it is open, I think they're going to be lights out on fire. Yeah. Um, so...
0: Well, I'm, I'm kind of excited because I do most of my fishing locally with the boys for panfish, right? Yep. And to not have, you know, half the population taken out over winter. Absolutely. That's got to help, you know? I mean, it obviously it doesn't, they still have to be a decent size, but I think that So much less pressure in the metro anyway is going to really help things as far as panfish goes.
3: Oh, absolutely, yeah. With, you know, a lot of those, letting a lot of those fish that would be taken over the winter, letting them spawn and get the eggs out and, you know, reproduce for the upcoming years, it's only going to help.
0: Definitely. And you mentioned you had two trips coming up to Rainy Lake or Rainy River. Yeah. I, and, two separate trips. Yep.
3: In April, I'm taking... A swinging bachelor's Drew. <laughs> in April, I'm taking two separate trips to the Rainy River. Um, the first trip will be right as the walleye season closes. So that'll kind of be a dual trip for uh, walleye and sturgeon. And I, if that's something you've never done, you have to get up there and, and try it. The sturgeon and the walleye run, is it, it's it's unlike anything else. And then I'll be going back up in the end of April um, for strictly a sturgeon trip. So I'm really excited for that.
0: And you mentioned you might actually keep one and try smoking it.
3: Yeah. So, I again, I, I have to double check with the rules and regulations on when the season's going to be. But if it, if it lines up for the second trip, which I believe it does, um, there is a catch and keep season up there for sturgeon. and. I I do want to get a tag and, and try, try to uh, keep and eat one, try to smoke one. What do you,
0: hacksaw it? How do you get through that? Skeleton.
3: That's gonna be a learning curve. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, my, my a uncle, giant crab cracker. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, thankfully, my uncle Paul. He's got some guys, and you know that have that have done it before. So I, I have yeah. some resources I can reach out to. Would so. they have
0: eggs? Could you? Could you? Um,
3: yeah, absolutely. You can harvest a caviar. Yeah, yep. if yeah, if you catch a female. Would you? Uh, do, have you
0: ever had it? Would you do it?
3: I've never had it, but. Uh, depending on the caviar it's like 40 dollars an ounce between like 40 and like 300 dollars an ounce for this caviar so i don't i don't know where you I would sell it think i'd rather it or,
0: sell it than eat it yeah
1: right that's uh that's what i'm saying
0: Drew, you like caviar
1: <laughs> i don't think so you know i I've, I've had it i think once or twice in my life and I don't know. Just give me a good old shrimp cocktails. Good enough for me. I'm yeah. not going to spend that much money for it. You know, it's like it's like raw oysters, like right. eating boogers. I don't need that crap. You know, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, no, I'm. I, but I'd, I'd give it a shot, especially if if Will uh, took care of it and, and prepared it. I trust this young man. But uh, <laughs> but what I want to do, hey, now, Will, you've been up there sturgeon fishing before, right? Yep. Well, I, I've never done it. I know it's like a zoo. It's like, you know, opening day in Mille Lacs, you, got, you can walk from boat to boat. I I don't know if I'd want to – what's the best thing about that? All those people up there all at the same time. It's crazy. It's got to be crazy.
3: It's definitely a little intimidating because, I mean, you'll show up to the boat launch and, well, uh, we bring bicycles with us. Um, we bring bicycles with us and, you know, you got to deal with a lot of people, but um, but it's 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 not that bad. Um, once you get out on the river, you can get away from people. Kind of pick your spots, and everybody's always moving, so it, it's not that bad. But the quality of fishing that's up there is is like nothing else. So
0: hey, Strewman, man. We got to take a break. Will you stay with us for a while for Lindsey Hayes and stuff? Okay.
1: I want right. to. my Speak with my friend Lindsey Hayes. We'll be days. back
0: in a few with Lindsey Hayes.
5: Checking in with the four outdoorsmen. Find them at mybobcountry.com under the weekend tab.
2: It's our favorite show of the year, George's Minnesota Muskie Expo, March 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Warner Coliseum at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Seminars by the biggest names in muskie fishing. Shop for gear, check out resorts, and talk with muskie guides. Be sure to bring the kids to fish the trout pond and make their own muskie lures. George's Minnesota Muskie Expo, March 8th through the 10th at the Warner Coliseum. Admission $10 and kids under 12 are free. mn-muskieexpo.com
5: Don't miss the 2024 Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic presented by Select Heartland Chevy Dealers at Canterbury Park in Shakopee, March 8th, 9th, and 10th. This year's classic features top hunting celebrities like Pat Nicole Reeve of Driven TV, Melissa Bachman of Winchester Deadly Passion TV, and legendary bow hunter Barry Wenzel. Get your antlers scored, view more than 300 antler entries, and see the latest hunting products, plus a great lineup of lodges and outfitters. Learn more about the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic March 8th, 9th, and 10th at Canterbury Park in Shakopee at mndeerclassic.com.
2: Devil's Lake in North Dakota is much more than just fishing and hunting. It's a family vacation with something for everyone all year round. We all know about walleye season being open all year long with five a day and ten in possession. But don't forget about Devil's Run in late May, the hottest car show and rod race around, or the Devil's Lake Chamber Fishing Tourney in June, or the extremely popular Rib Fest in July. Come for the walleye, stay for everything else. Devil's Lake, North Dakota.
0: Are you thinking about getting a permit-to-carry firearm in Minnesota or need a renew on your old permit? Now's the time, and Minnesota Firearms Training is the place. In-person classes for $99 and online classes for $89. Walk-ins welcome. Add a Florida multi-state permit if you wish. Shoot on-site at the new state-of-the-art gun range and browse the huge selection of firearms. they buy guns, too, visit the shop where Highway 10 meets 169 in Anoka. Minnesota Firearms Training, or
2: mnfirearms.com. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the Upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible, on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. You still thinking job change in the new year?
0: Yeah, I need something that's in high demand and more stable in this economy. IT? Yeah, cybersecurity, maybe even AI. That's what I
2: did. Really? How? Went to My Computer Career. You don't need any prior experience, and you could start your new career in a matter of months. A lot of IT pros go to school there, too, to level up. Sweet. Are classes online or on campus? Both. Well, I'll check it out.
5: Thanks. Make this your year. Take the free career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill what's
4: that sound that's the sound of downy unstoppable scent beads going into your washing machine and giving your clothes freshness that lasts all day long there it is again it's like music to your ears or more like music to your nose that freshness is irresistible
5: let's get a downy unstoppable bottle shake and now a sniff solo! Nice. Get six times longer lasting freshness plus odor protection with Downy Unstoppables in wash scent beads.
0: And we're back on this beautiful Sunday night. Welcome back to the Four Outdoorsmen show. Will Goble in studio with me. Steve Straczynski in Phoenix. I'm Mark Lukey, host Brandon and Garrett. Uh, We do have to give away tickets before we get to our first guest, so Brandon, take it away.
2: That's right. I got a pair of tickets to the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic. It's happening March 8th through the 10th at Canterbury Park. Uh, These tickets are physical tickets, so we can send them out to you, but if you're able to come and pick them up here in Ramsey, that would be ideal. Uh, I'm going to take caller number six. Let's okay. say we're changing it today from caller number four to caller number six, seven, six, three, four, five, zero, zero, one hundred. Caller number six is going to the Minnesota deer and Turkey classic. Excellent. Brandon, when is that? Uh, it is March eighth through the 10th, March eighth to the 10th. Great. And we also have George's
0: Minnesota muskie expo coming up. We're going to have Paul Hartman on next week to talk about that. So there's still a lot of great shows out there. So hang tight. So I think we have Lindsay on the phone. Lindsay, are you there?
6: Hi, how are you guys,
0: Lindsay Hayes? It's been a it's been a while since we've spoken. You're one of my favorite people. Thank you very much for calling in, I, and we get to catch up with you. How are you?
6: Well, thank you for the invite, and yes, it has been a while, and I'm sure the the boys are much older and taller and way better at <laughs> hockey than the last time we chatted, right? They what are. They
0: is. are. They're getting. They're growing like weeds. And congratulations to you for the twins. I I, I see all your Facebook stuff and. It looks like you're having a blast. You have you have two. Are they twin boys or twin boy and girl, or what do you have for twins? I know that.
6: Yep. So my little guys are mm-hmm. twin boys, and they're two and a half, and uh, they are a handful. But yep. also, it is the the best love and the best job that I said I could have ever got uh, promoted to. You know, it's it's just so much fun, really.
1: Well, and Lindsay, yep, Lindsay was uh, telling me that her son Jackson, Jackson on Easton. He's already grunting uh, for deer call, and he knows what he's doing
4: already.
6: <laughs> yeah, I, that was one of my first uh, moments. Uh, I was a proud mom of, like, okay, maybe they're going to fall into the love of the outdoors. They literally got out my grunt call, and they had no idea. They just thought it was, like, you know, they were, like, playing around with it, and I was showing them how to do it. And Jackson, before he could talk, he knew how to blow the grunt call, and I have a little video of him, and it's just hilarious, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'll someday be able to show him and be like, here you go, bud. When you get your first real buck, then I'll be able to show him that video, which should be fun. When, uh,
0: when my kids uh, make a grunt call, it means I have to change their underpants. So <laughs> that's a whole different yeah. ballgame.
6: A little different grunt, right?
0: Awesome.
1: If you guys look up uh, Lindsay's bio, if you want, on her website or whatever it is, and she's involved with, of course, Discover Wisconsin and a whole bunch of other things. It says she's a public figure. You know, think, think it would talk of all of her at her hunting and fishing accomplishments. It says public figure, T V host, producer, and a twin mom. That's a nice lady. That's what you are. Good for you. <laughs> hey
0: hey Lindsay, um so when did you start hosting Discover Wisconsin? Of course we watched that show on Bally Sports North every, I think it's Saturday and Sunday or one or the other, but I always see it in the lineup of shows. How did you get hooked up with them, and, and how has that gone for you so far?
6: Yeah, so um, it's always funny. As you know, a lot of the times in television, uh, it's a year late when it actually airs, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um, if I've been doing it now for three years, yep. and um I have known mutual connections. A lot of the things that I've done in television, actually, since the beginning, have always been at ABC affiliates, and I don't know why that is, but that's where I started in La Crosse, Wisconsin, at WXOW. And so the general manager there ha- has a really good connection with everyone at Discover Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and he had reached out and said, Hey, They need someone, they're looking for someone who kind of wants a host that has more of like an outdoor connection, because a lot of the tourism departments are now really wanting to emphasize, like, okay, what's the best fishing in this area? What's the best off-roading in this area? And so a lot of the shows, um, you know, we have a series of five to six hosts uh, throughout the year Mm -hmm. that are going on those shows, and so a lot of the ones that... I have been connected with um are the ones that have those outdoor type elements attached to them and so i did lacrosse wisconsin and hayward wisconsin recently and um, it was fun to you know go off roading, get a little fishing in go all four seasons to lacrosse and so it's been it's been good and i am born and raised from wisconsin mm-hmm. spent the other half of my life i joke in minnesota so I have a love for both bordering states, and uh, so it's just been kind of fun now to get to travel for Outdoor Bound TV throughout the Midwest and then for Discover Wisconsin across Wisconsin.
1: Hey, Lindsay Struman here. Thanks for joining us on The Four Outdoorsmen. Lindsay Hayes, of course, with Discover Wisconsin. Um, there's a lot of things in your life as well, but what, I've seen a number of your shows, Discover Wisconsin. The one that intrigued me the most, I think, I know it's a lot of it's outdoors, was the one he did with the Amish. I don't even know what that was, but I thought it was really, really interesting.
6: Well, that was, uh, that was a while back, but it is fun. Uh, I actually got to go and live uh, at a bed and breakfast, but they tried to simulate what it was like to live Amish at that bed and breakfast so that you could really get the most wow. eye-opening experience of just their way of life. And, um, so every morning, I got up and got to go out and get the eggs and and cook everything with scratch with the ladies and the only thing I absolutely loved it because I'm a farm girl at heart, so I liked getting out there and getting to see kind of the simple way of life, but the only thing. Being a lady, they said I had to stay in the house and do the house <laughs> chores. They weren't going to let me go out and help with the animals and go up in the fields. And that was a little bit foreign to me because my dad taught me growing up, like, boy, girl, it doesn't matter. You're helping with all the farm chores. So <laughs> hey, So Mark, yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark brought up
1: uh, the Outdoor Bound TV with Kurt Wahlbach, a good friend of ours, uh, very, very successful outdoors person. And when he found out he must have seen my video or my promo, but when he found out that you were going to be on the four outdoorsman tonight, he says he says, "Ask Lindsay, how many snacks does it take for a for a pregnant lady to to eat when she's turkey hunting? What was he talking about?
6: Well, I joke that turkeys have really good sight, but I don't think their hearing is that good because I snack all day every day, and I do think my favorite Tom that I have ever gotten so far in my life uh, was the one that I joked the boys were along for. I was 22 weeks pregnant with twins and uh, I was told by the doctors to not hunt alone and it just so happened late season there were three days left and nobody was available that afternoon to go out with me so I said I'm going. I'll be fine. Guys, I'll call you if I get one and sure enough I, uh, I, I got my Tom just you know, an hour to spare at the end of the day, and uh, mm-hmm. it was it was pretty fun. Uh, but I do think my my blood pressure and adrenaline might have gotten a little hot, spike there for a hot second. You know,
1: <laughs> good for you, good for you. Hey, let's talk about Forever Wild. What is you got an LLC called Forever Wild? Explain that to us and our listeners. What's going on with that Forever Wild?
6: Yeah, so I just um, I really love both outdoor sports and just storytelling in general. And so, um, with my LLC, a lot of the times I am contracted as a freelancer for, like, um, Discover Wisconsin or another show, Into the Outdoors, um, where it's actually all about kids learning about the outdoors, and then that curriculum is shared in schools, and we actually have, like, a curriculum um, that the teachers can teach with it. And so... A lot of the things I've done, commercials, voiceovers, you name it, and basically under that umbrella, we hire out production companies, photographers, editors, whatever we need to get the projects that are done. But um, I just kind of oversee everything and then delegate as we go. Um, and so the, the blessing of it is is that I can have it be as diverse as I want it to be. And um, I really have just enjoyed a different take, I guess, on on storytelling and just doing the one single show to being able to kind of diversify and carry all different hats. I'm sometimes a videographer, I'm sometimes an editor, I'm sometimes a producer, and sometimes a host. So it's been fun. It's really been fun.
1: You know, one of our, our co-hosts here, Will Goble, my buddy Will, who's taking care of my spot since I'm in Arizona, and you sent us some things that we might be able to talk about and you got a right up Will Goble's alley when you talked about some of your most recent experiences you really appreciated were fishing the Mississippi and Jumbo Crappies in South Dakota. Will Goble, ask her about that because I tell you what, this lady loves to fish.
3: Well, so, I, uh, Lindsay, this is Will here. Um, I got to ask, when you were down in Lacrosse, uh, is that where you did the, uh, the backwater perch fishing trip?
6: Yes, that is.
3: Okay. And how, 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 what was that like down there? Were you fishing? Um, so I've done that. I, I did that last year, but it was farther south, just north of Prairie du Chien. Um, okay. And, you know, we were fishing in, in like three, three to five feet of water. Is that kind of what it's like up there?
6: Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing I would say is, is that it all depends on the year, right? Uh, I've done it a couple years in a row. Now This like actually three years in a row and we have gone out of different points. Uh, one time we went out over on the lacrosse side, another time we went out on the Minnesota side, a little further south, kind of over by Brownsville. And so it just all depends, like where they're actually locating the perch, right? Sure. Now, when you're out on the bigger water, it was, I want to say, you're still going into the shallower areas, um, and it's probably like eight to 10 feet max. Uh, But then, yeah, I laughed when we were filming for Outdoor Bound TV. They were joking. It was like two photographers, right? And there's six of us fishing. And so they'd say, you know, let us know if you've got a fish on, you know, so we can quick whip the pan over to you to get the shot. Like, so it's actually the live catch. And we were fishing at one point in three feet of water and one time in five feet of water. And I was like, by the time I say fish on, like, the fish is out of the hole already, you know? Like, it's going to be what it's going to be. You're just going to have to. So we used a lot of GoPro shots in that in that um, instance. But the real jumbos, I didn't feel like when we went into those bays where it was only three to five, I didn't feel like we had we had the numbers of perch that we liked, but we didn't have the size. And so I felt like when we were out a little bit into the bigger water in, like, a good eight feet, uh, that's where it was like, okay, these are your best odds of actually going to get on the jumbos, you know, 14, 15, and then the bellies on, on them as well, where you're just like, what? So I joke... Go, you're going after a Mississippi gold, and go with gold, a, a, a gold, a jig, because I don't know why. Every time I go out there, I just do well with gold and going after the Mississippi gold. So, uh, anyway,
3: I've always had good luck with gold in the in the dark in the dark waters like that. You know where it's very stained and whatnot. And uh, yep. yeah, I, I know what you're saying, how, how, when you set the hook there, you don't even have to reel in, in, yep. in, uh, that depth, you know, you just, you set the hook and the fish is out of the hole already. Um, now, did you guys try, did you guys, I, I apologize. I didn't watch the episode, but, um, did you guys try for any big pike or anything while you were down there? Cause I, I know later in, later in the season, they, they tend to come in and last year we were able to. We were able um, to get into some ourselves, so
6: we did not try uh, for pike when we went. Uh, but I have also heard that that um, there has been a lot of luck for that. And I joke that um, you know every year being different. This year has been just so weird with the weather. Um, I always had joked back in my single days um i've fished i lived in lacrosse for a number of years and so i would always fish the mississippi river a ton uh when i lived there and i joked that it's like valentine's day like i'm sorry ladies but everybody needs to be fishing on valentine's day like we can celebrate (laughs) the following weekend because fish on valentine's day i've always had really good luck now this year we ended up having to go um in january just because the ice has just I mean, we were, if we would have waited, I don't think we would have gotten to go out, um, but we were able to, to make the best of it before it got um, warm. Last year, our success was night and day to this year. Uh, this year, we only got a couple jumbos. We still caught fish, but it was just not what it was um, last year, and I do think that it's just we couldn't get all of the places that we wanted to this year because of the warm weather.
0: Hey, Lindsay, we have one or two minutes left. Let's go over uh, how our listeners can watch you on Discover Wisconsin and Outdoor Bound TV and uh, give one more pitch for Forever Wild, and then uh, we have to go to break, unfortunately.
6: Yeah, that's no problem. But I do want to tell you guys, if you're looking for a great trip out in South Dakota, Mm -hmm. you should look up a guy by the name of Jared Fredericks. He's got some awesome even Airbnbs that you can stay at and great guiding out there. But the jumbo crappies that I that our episode just aired, it was one of my favorite uh, trips that I have done in a long time. Nice. So you're just right out uh, around like Watertown, South Dakota, mm-hmm. not that far of a drive right from Minneapolis. But we had so much fun, and if you can see that episode, I'd recommend it because once you see the size of the crappies and <laughs> that we were filling five pound bit. Uh, tails a full uh, five-gallon, you'll be like, okay, yes, yeah, that sounds like a trip I need to do. That sounds but, good to me. Uh, yeah. Outdoor Bound TV airs on ABC Networks throughout the Midwest and also on Wild TV in Canada. Discover Wisconsin airs on a lot of ABC affiliates throughout the Midwest, also on Valley Sports, both in Wisconsin and on Valley Sports North in Minnesota. And the best way I can also say is, Go on YouTube. Everything is there. Go on Facebook, follow along on social media, and then you can find it in your local area. And um, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you guys, and I, I would love to chat more, and I hope all of your families and everyone are doing well because, um, yeah, get them out there and having them appreciate the outdoors. That's, that's my newfound favorite uh, with the fam. So um, I just can't say enough to have things to catch up a little today. And again, my LLC, if you need anything, is Forever Wild.
0: Lindsay, thank you so much. And we we do have to check in with you more often because you're doing a lot of great things. And you're a wonderful person. So if you don't mind, maybe we'll bug you a few more times in the next couple months.
6: That sounds great.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. And we hope to talk to you soon and keep those kids in line, okay?
6: All right. Sounds good. Take care.
0: (laughs) All right. Up next on the Four Outdoorsmen, we have Representative Jim Nash. He's going to talk to us about all the crazy things happening in the Minnesota legislature and what he's gonna do to stop it.
5: Listen to Total Country, Bob FM, anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Hey, the four
1: outdoorsmen have been to Devil's Lake many times and fall in love with it every time. Hard water's here, and Devil's Lake is just about as good as it gets. I'm going to name drop here. Kurt Wallbeck of Outdoor Bound TV and John Hoyer, winner of the National Walleye Tour of the last two years, are only two of the professional big shots that feel like Devil's Lake is overall the best fishery in the entire country. Saying a lot. Hey, before you head that way, get a hold of Strewman here. I'll put you in touch with a great guy nice hotels, superb restaurants, whatever you need. Check it all out on
2: devilslakennd.com. And thanks. Boat show season is here. The best place to look for a new boat this year is the Minnesota Anglers Boat Show March 8th, 9th, and 10th in conjunction with the Georgia's Minnesota Muskie Expo in the Warner Coliseum at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Seminars on boats, rigging with electronics, as well as retailers competing with the lowest electronics and boat accessory prices anywhere. March 8th through 10th at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Tickets only $10 and children under 12 are free. mn
5: muskyexpocom Don't miss the 2024 Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic presented by Select Heartland Chevy Dealers at Canterbury Park in Shakopee, March 8th, 9th, and 10th. This year's classic features top hunting celebrities like Pat Nicole Reeb of Driven TV, Melissa Bachman of Winchester Deadly Passion TV, and legendary bow hunter Barry Wenzel. Get your antlers scored, view more than 300 antler entries, and see the latest hunting products, plus a great lineup of lodges and outfitters. Learn more about the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic March 8th, 9th, and 10th at Canterbury Park in Shakopee at mndeerclassic.com.
2: Call Daziel Heating and A.C. when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your home. Daziel knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Daziel's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Daziel's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. DazielHVAC.com. <laughs>
0: Are you thinking about getting a permit to carry firearm in Minnesota or need a renew on your old permit? Now's the time and Minnesota Firearms Training is the place. In-person classes for $99 and online classes for $89. Walk-ins welcome. Add a Florida multi-state permit if you wish. Shoot on site at the new state-of-the-art gun range and browse the huge selection of firearms. They buy guns too. Visit the shop where Highway 10 meets 169 in Anoka minnesota firearms training or
2: mnfirearms.com power lodge is the number one source for atvs in the upper midwest with the top three brands including polaris cf moto and can-am you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect atv for hunting ice fishing plowing and having the best time possible on four wheels Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more.
0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the 4 Outdoorsman radio show. This is your host, Mark Lukey. I'm here with Will Goble, a good friend of ours who was nice enough to come join me on this beautiful Sunday. And um, we have a great guest next, Minnesota House of Representatives, Jim Nash from District 48A out of Waconia, Minnesota. Jim, are you there? Hey, guys. How we doing? Jim, I really appreciate you coming on uh, last minute like this. I just you're kind of our go-to to to kind of translate what's going on in in the state legislature and kind of weed through the craziness out there. So we just wanted to call and talk to you about a few different things and see how you're doing and see, you know, what you thought of some of these new measures. I know it's hard to be an expert in every single bill that comes across your plate, but maybe you know some things about them. So we'll get into that a little bit, but first of all, how are you doing? Is this an election year for you or are you good this year?
4: Uh, no, so this is an election year, okay. and I'll, I'm on the ballot as are every member of the House of Representatives. Okay, and I'll just take a, a quick one second and encourage everybody. This Tuesday yep. is Caucus Day, and I would encourage all of your listeners that can hear my voice to get to the Poll Finder, and you can do that at the Secretary of State webpage. Go to Caucus Caucus for the the candidate that you uh, are backing. Um, you know, I would encourage people in 48A to come out and caucus for me because here's the deal: uh, this fall in November, we're going to make a decision as to whether we want to continue going in the direction that the the current uh, majority is taking us, mm-hmm. or are we going to stand up and take our state back?
0: Right. Can you explain what caucus means to those people that don't really understand it?
4: Sure. So caucus, you're going to go and you're going to hang out with people who are like minded, and you're going to. Uh, choose to become a delegate to your local state uh, to your local BPOU. That's a that's a local local party, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then you can uh, from there go to your county or um, party's convention, and then might become a state delegate or uh, or or more. And what you're effectively doing is you're saying, "I want to have a voice yep. in picking who my leader is, and I want to work for that person that we're mm-hmm. going to pick because." We need the help. Yeah. Um, you know, right right now, sportsmen's uh, rights are, are on the line, and I think we're going to be talking about a couple bills that would yeah. greatly impair our our rights. And we need folks who will come and back us up.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, as a conservative outdoorsman type, it's it's getting a little scary. Uh, I believe, even as far as taxes go, and we won't get too political here. It's, I believe that, including all taxes, I heard that we past California for overall tax rate or something like that. If you include absolutely everything, I mean, it's just, it's getting ridiculous and it's getting scary and I love this state. And um, again, don't want to get too political, but something needs to change and it needs to change because it's swinging in the wrong direction. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean,
4: let's stay on topic with, with who's listening here. You know, you've got folks who who want to make your ability to go into the woods like tradition stands and, and make it harder for you to go and, and harvest an animal. They want to make it harder for you to get on the water and and fish. Yep. And you know, there's a lot of us down there that are just common sense people that say, right. this is not what Minnesota should look like. This is right. not what we should be putting our efforts behind. And let's let's use hard data as opposed to feelings right. to make decisions.
0: Yeah, I feel like that. Uh, you know, a lot of these bills that come out are not based on any sort of fact or evidence or anything. And we can start with the lead ammunition bill. Um, I believe it's HF 3813 where they want. Yeah, and and this is
4: kind of a perennial, this is kind of a perennial effort. Uh, You know, they, they want to ban lead ammunition Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm sure you guys like I have were, kind of curious when you saw the tungsten and yeah. uh the business come out and I, I was talking to strew uh earlier uh about you know the first time i tried a, a box of business shot you know and, and all of us are probably pretty good shots but we all drop a shot here and there and right. you know if you're gonna if you're gonna shoot at pheasants and and you drop a shot and want you're 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 poking a hole in the sky that that's seven dollars or something yeah. worth of, of shot and You know what? What we've seen is for the applications that they're trying to to ban lead on. uh, We haven't seen the impact that they've been claiming. Uh, You know, they you already can't use lead over waterfowl or near water. So we're talking upland game, and we're talking um, deer, elk, things like that, right? So we we just haven't seen this uh, this horrible impact and you know there's a there's a major ammunition manufacturer that makes its home here in Minnesota mm-hmm. and i know that they recycle lead batteries to crea- to create the shot that they use the last time i looked at the numbers guys i think it was they have 1800 employees that they employ to make that ammunition mm-hmm. and when you couple all those things together that we're not seeing the impact that they claim there are and you would be putting uh, recycled batteries on a boat to China and you'd be putting people out of work. What are we doing? Right. What are we doing? Here?
0: Yeah, and I have a friend, you know, our friend Corey Bechtold who makes Tackle here, you know, in Minnesota and to actually melt and form tungsten is absolutely toxic, right? And, and it's just not possible for smaller manufacturers to do. That's why it's done in giant, you know, industrial wasteland factories in China. And mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, things are better for the environment. That's, that's awful. <laughs> so it's like it, it's just so frustrating that the bigger picture isn't taken into accommodation on some of these decisions. And the data is not there that ducks are falling out of the sky dying or, you know, um, upland birds are falling out of the, the sky. And, and, and the biggest thing, too, is how it will affect our state shooters like high school clay shooting leagues. Yep. Um, basically, that will double the price of entry for any high school clay shooter, which is the biggest growing sport in the state of Minnesota and across the country and um, just to, to add seven eight hundred dollars to a student that wants to learn how to how to shoot trap it's just it's just devastating
3: well that and, and uh, there's just not enough steel ammunition out there for right. all these youth shooters. It will kill the youth shooting within the oh, state yeah. of Minnesota.
4: Yep. Yep. And and I, I just think that the, the, the youth who are doing the trap leagues, I mean, what a cool thing to see how, how that has become the fastest growing sport in the country. Yep. Um, and I, yeah, I've, I've hunted on places, uh, you know, some game preserves say, Hey, we, we want you to shoot steel. And I, yep. I try to abide by that. And, mm-hmm. um, you try to track down a box of steel. Well, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck guys. Uh, so, you know, it, it, the, the biggest problem is that folks who don't understand what,
0: I'm sorry, you cut off there for a second.
4: Oh yeah. So the, the folks that are, that are trying to make these decisions, uh, largely have never pulled a trigger before. They, they had never gone out in the field. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just misguided. I, I yeah. think... A, yeah. Yeah. So. Do you think...
0: And we'll get into some other ones. Do you think they have real intentions of good? Or do you think it's just, let's just make it as hard as possible for these people to enjoy these sports?
4: I think it's a little bit of each, to be yeah. really honest. Right. Um, you know I, I know, I know folks that um, are... They they do participate in hunting on a limited on, on, on a limited on a limited uh, basis and yeah. they shoot copper they shoot copper bullets well that's a very expensive bullet right um, and I, I I think that if if there was a a better product that like lead can produce a huge ballistic shock wave when it goes into the animal that you're trying to harvest. Then, then we could have a talk. But that, I mean, that's the other part that they're missing is right. that just just the impact of that that projectile. Mm-hmm. The lead the lead's going to be a more humane right uh, way to take that animal. So definitely,
0: yeah. I um, that's a scary one too because I can see you know not being unanimous on the Republican side. Maybe like some of these things because because our house is so close, right? That you know, things that are scary are passing. Do you think stuff like this will actually pass or do you think there'll be enough resistance?
4: I don't see it passing this time. Okay. I mean, they've, they've taken a run at it in years past. I don't see it making it this time. Um, there are a couple of, of senators that are from outstate and I, I don't think the votes are there. There's a one vote majority in the Senate. Yeah. And I I think that that is going to really slow some of these things down. I, I know, you know, we were chatting offline about the the bill to pre- uh, prevent people from transferring or acquiring semi-automatic right. uh, long guns. Well, I don't think that's got the votes. And, I sure hope not. You no, know, me too. Yeah, me too. Because I, you know, if you read the if you read the intro to the bill it's pretty clear just from reading the intro, the first couple of lines of that bill, that that person who who uh, directed it to be written has no idea what they're talking right. about. I think, uh, a lot you know,
0: it's like even in the media and, you know, people that don't shoot don't understand what semi-automatic means. And I think mm-hmm. it's tragic how many politicians that are making these rules don't really understand how a gun functions or what a semi-auto means. I mean, you're, you know your grandpa gave you a 22 that has, you know, that's a semi-automatic, right? It's, I just don't, I don't think they understand the terminology. Um, you know, they see black gun is scary and it's just to make law abiding citizens, uh, criminals is just so tragic. And I really, really hope that we don't go down that direction. I I mean, out of all these bills, is that the least likely to go through or which, which one? Which ones you know, do you think a, are most likely?
4: Good question. Yeah, so I I think there's another one that's that's trying to get passed, which is uh, the safe storage bill. Right. The the semi automatic and the lead. I think, quite honestly, at this point in time, I don't see any of the three of them passing, based right. on the fact that the the Senate is so tight. Yeah. But I wanted to wanted to back up. I I actually tried an experiment one time, and I showed some person who was against semi-automatic rifles a picture Uh of a ruger mini 14 right um you know ruger mini 14 ranch gun a lot of people call it chambered in 223 it's what people used when
0: there was the federal ban basically it's the same thing
4: yeah 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 Yeah. so i show i show them the picture of the the ruger mini 14 i'm like well what do you think of this one is this one that you want to ban oh that doesn't look i don't think we'd ban that one i'm like well okay guys here's the deal uh same same round gets chambered in this gun right uh, same effective action. Uh-huh. It just looks, looks different in how the gun is designed. Right. So they're just going after scary black guns yeah. and, you know, they, they read things that, uh, sound scary and they're like, Oh, let's ban that. Let's right. ban an Uzi. Well, you know what? The, uh, uh, the Uzi is not something that someone's going to, to use. <laughs>
6: right.
4: Um, you know, I, I just, I just think that a lot of these things are misguided. Mm-hmm. Uh, poorly informed, and that what winds up happening is the law-abiding folks, like yeah. the people who listen to your show and that I go hunting with and that I know very well, they wind up taking the brunt of this because we want mm-hmm. to maintain our law-abiding status. But there's going to come a day where we just say, I've had enough, and we move out of state.
0: Right. Yeah. It's getting close to a lot of people. And and yeah, I work with people across the country, and it's like embarrassing. They're like, I can't believe what's happening up there. They're like, when are you going to move? When are you going to (laughs) move? It's like, I don't want to move. You know, this is my home, but it's just, it's getting so crazy and so scary that, um, you know, there, there might be a migration out of this state. You know, the taxes are one thing, but if you're going to, you know, restrict my rights to own a gun or hunt or store things, how I want to store things or, you know, interact with anything that's going to affect a lot of people.
4: Yeah, and, and let's be clear. Uh, all of us store our firearms safely because yeah. that's part of being a conscientious firearms right. owner. Right. Uh, uh, it, and it it's just, it, it's like they assume that we don't. Like, we wander around and, you know, we walk into the kid's playroom and, and we lay an AR-15 <laughs> AR, AR 15 down fully loaded, like, okay, kids, yeah. Uh, yeah. I brought a new toy for you. No one does that. We don't have no toy one shelf does guns. That. Yeah,
0: we don't have toy <laughs> shelf guns. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, it's it's just policing people that are obeying the law, and um, you, we know that's a dangerous alley to go down because that can be used against people that are are lawful, and any extra law can be used against people that the current government instru- um, doesn't like. So it's it's all scary, yeah. Jim. We gotta we gotta go here. We're running against the clock. Please go yeah. out and caucus for Jim or your local representative. Uh, it's very important obviously get involved Um, we need to change things in the state this fall so get involved and support Jim Nash he's a great guy if you're down in the Waconia area district 48a and um, thank you so much for coming on and and if if more things come on we'd love to have you back okay
4: yeah thanks for having me on guys Uh, as always appreciate the time and appreciate your listeners
0: all right, that's Representative Jim Nash. I want to thank him for coming on. I want to thank Lindsey Hayes for coming on. Will, you're awesome. Thanks for coming in. We want to have you in more. And Stu from Arizona, this is Mark signing off. Get outdoors and make some memories.